Today is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Take advantage of their Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, which brings you the hottest news and updates on all things Terra each and every day. Find it using the link in the show notes. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have the Stash AMA Secret Dreamscape. Let's take a listen. I could not find the microphone button. There we go. Hey, Oli, you hear me well? Uh, yep, yep, you're all good. Cool. Will you forgive me that I don't have my Anon as a profile pic today on Twitter? I am shocked and horrified. Oh my god, I just noticed. <laughs> I will definitely uh, adapt for next week, but this should be fine for now. Cool, we're getting people in. Nice. Okay, uh, Dan and Gino, are you in here yet? Oh yeah, we have Gino as a listener. I could see the secret Dreamscape account. Oh, there we go. Let's invite them up. Hello, hello, Dan's here. Dan, hi, welcome on stage. We made it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This is your first one, isn't it? It's the first Twitter space, exactly, yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, yeah, we couldn't have a better project than you guys. Super stoked about this. I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I was was just thinking, like, as a kid, I was an avid uh, magic card collector and, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! anime card collector. And I'm also a poker player, so I'm totally on brand for you guys. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Glad to scratch those itches for you. Thank um, you, man. I'm just doing a mic check. Can you guys hear me? Yep, you're good. Okay. Okay. Let me see if we want to wait a little or if we want to hit the ground running. I think we're good. We see people coming in. Welcome, everyone. Um, it looks like it looks like Danny's here. If you want to add him as a speaker, uh, the Secret Dreamscape account. Let me see. Wait, so we have we have one Daniel and one Dan, or <laughs> yes, we have a well. I'm Dan, and uh, the, the the other the, the lead programmer is Danny. 
Sorry to confuse you guys. <laughs> That's okay. It was not intentional. Okay, no worries. Um, Dan, you'll be, I mean, you know, we'll all talk. Uh, we'll go back and forth. But uh, before we get into the, into the sauce, let me just do some housekeeping, as, uh, as is tradition here on Stash A Maze. Um, yeah, so I go by, by Anon Fred. Uh, usually have my Anon as a profile pick. Um, today I'm honoring a different one and next week I'll be back with my Anon, but I hope you forgive me. Um, yeah, I'm your host on behalf of Stash for the day. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to introduce a little how these AMAs go down for those of you who might be here for the first time. Um, we do this always one day after the secret spaces on Tuesday hosted by Tor. Um, feel free to check those out too. On Wednesdays, we're really focusing on the creators. Um, and we have two parts in this. So we have a moderated part with some questions that we prep with the community. And then we obviously open up the floor uh, to the ask me anything part. And um, then, yeah, feel free to come up on stage and, and raise your hand and then we'll invite you and you're free to go. Um, the way we do this for any one of you guys who might plan to create something themselves to leverage Stash is um, you have to fill in the form. We have to see that you're legit, that you don't plan to um, cash grab and leave us all. And uh, once that is set, we get you up here and then you get to present your project in front of a group of buyers. And, um, and that is just that, like, it's not an endorsement. It's just, you know, we ensure that you have a chance to speak and, and get questions answered and vice versa. So um, yeah, come prepared. And, and lastly, let's keep it all civil and support each other. So do give these tweets a retweet. If you see the announcements for the AMA, um, the more the merrier. And uh, without further ado, let us see what's in the cards for today. No pun intended. Uh, Dan and Gina, over to you. Do you guys want to intro yourself? Sure. I was talking, so I'll, I'll go ahead. Uh, my name is Dan Allen. I am a uh, user experience designer. I've been doing uh, web and UX design now for about 18 years. And I'm also a game designer. I've been designing games for about seven years. Uh, I did some game design for Discovery and have also uh, designed an indie, indie uh, VR game. Uh, and I've worked on a handful of in indie games um, in that time and uh, started working on crypto game design December. So I'm very new to the space. Cool, cool. I, I have been a crypto buyer for a long time, uh, but uh, it's my first time actually participating in the ecosystem and building things. Awesome. Man. And I'm the, uh, lead, I, I'm the lead designer on Secret Dreamscape. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Dan. Uh, and uh, yeah, my name is Gino Bernardi. I've been, uh, in software for, I think, eight years now or so. Um, I've been following along with the secret network developments uh, since uh, very early on. And um, after giving it about a, a roughly a year of the secret network mainnet release, you know, we, we've, I finally started to see a good entry point um, and, uh, you know, talked with Dan and Danny and uh, we noticed, you know, the Hack Atom competition, and and that's kind of how Secret Dreamscape started. But that's probably going to be the next question. Uh, so yeah, I'll just I'll stop there. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, glad to be and here. Danny, and and Danny is having technical issues with his mic, so he is here, he is listening, and he can pass on information to us. He's going to keep trying to get his mic working. Uh, but I can give a quick I can give a quick intro of, of Danny. Uh, Danny lives in Italy. Uh, he's been a developer for a number of years. I don't know exactly the number um, we have. And Gino, Danny and I have worked on 
a few other projects um, we are partners on. So this is not our first uh, rodeo as a team. Um, and uh, Danny is our lead developer, and he's just a, a magic worker. So we're grateful for Danny. Mm-hmm. Cool. Danny, yeah, whilst you uh, figure out your microphone and if you want to speak something, just uh, we'll make sure to get you involved here as well. But um, I actually was thinking something like this is this is actually the first first game, the first proper game on Secret Network, right? Like, let's let's say we exclude uh, Skulls for a moment um, and Skulls is also more text based. Uh, but this one, I've been I've been playing it a bit. And, and yeah, do you view yourselves as the first game here? We kind of do. That's right. Um, there's there's a lot. We were, you know, another good way to put it is we are using a very powerful uh, front end game engine for the web. Um, it's, it's a 2D game engine. It's called Phaser for anyone who's technical and on listening in on this call. And uh, with that, we have kind of a foundation and platform for adding animations, um, which are really key to a really pleasant, you know, game experience that you can't get from just purely textual based only games. Got it. Um, Yeah, maybe let me walk through a few of the points that I wanted to touch with you guys today. Um, So, you know, you've already touched a bit upon the the origins of of you guys and, you know, it's not it's not your first rotos. So we want to definitely dive deeper into that. Um, I'd love to talk a bit about how to get started. Right. Like, how do I actually play today? Um, that will include your launch, the, the 10,000 NFTs, um, and then ultimately also how the private metadata is used. And, you know, um, in the end, we can hopefully open up to the public. Um, but yeah, like, how would you guys describe the game to someone who's never seen it? Like, I always kind of call it a, a, a handsome love child between poker and Scrabble. Um, is, that, is that a fair way to view it? <laughs> I, I can go ahead and field this one, um, and then and then maybe Danny can talk about uh, the NFTs, and Gino can talk about. Uh, let's see. I want to make sure I answer all the questions that you you just I had a bunch of different questions. Um, so Danny and Gino will make sure that we didn't miss any of those. Um, but uh, yes, it is a fair it is a fair um, comparison to to say that it's it is kind of a love child between uh, Scrabble and poker. Uh, with maybe a third entry being um, the Twilight Zone or, or uh, sci-fi, um, things that have to do with that, that kind of um, strange world between waking and sleeping. That's, that's really a huge inspiration between like the artwork and, the, um, and, and during gameplay and things like that. We have a lot of other features that are going to tie into that. Um, and uh, the gameplay is kind of how you would imagine a Scrabble hybrid poker to play. You're, you're dealt playing cards that look like uh, numerical playing cards, only they're alphabetic. And they have the same letter distribution as Scrabble, the same point values as Scrabble. Uh, we're using the Scrabble dictionary. So if you're coming in as a Scrabble player, you've already got a lot of knowledge you're going to need to be good at Secret Dreamscape. If you're coming in as a poker player, you're also going to have a lot of uh, foundational knowledge you need. And then if you know both, well, you're probably going to be a really good player, um, like right out of the gate without having to uh, to do too much, uh, get too much experience. Um, and then there's a lot of other kind of aspects to that, which it looked like you may, might have had a, f- a follow-up question, but I saw so that's, that's, the, that's the high level. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, good, good to hear from you on a high level. Um, 
but basically what I was what I was wondering is where the third element, the inspiration for the dreamscape came in and actually who in your team is is doing all this art because it, it looks quite stunning. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that was that was initially although the game idea was Danny's initially, uh, we worked together on it and then as I dug into the project, I felt really inspired. Um, as far as where to take the art and where to take the uh, theme of the game. Um, I grew up watching uh, a lot of shows that are kind of in that Twilight Zone realm. I'm very interested in that in that territory and other games I've designed have had uh, some of that kind of content. Um, and uh, I'm very interested in psychology and the mind and things. So uh, as user experience designer, it, it's it's my job to understand how people think and um, to to have empathy and, and things like that. Um, and so I've delved into that kind of subconscious world quite a bit um, in my own um, studies and, and, and work. Um, so it, it was it was fun to do a passion project like this where nobody there's no marketing team that's controlling it there's no pr team it really is just an artistic endeavor to make something that's really like beautiful to look at um, and fun to play yeah i can imagine congrats i mean it's it's really awesome to see this happen um I, you know maybe we want to talk a little bit about um, your previous involvement with Secret Network, because, um, you know, there's obviously other ways with which you've contributed and also you've received funding, I believe, um, from the Secret Network. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, about how involved you are with the community? I can probably take that. Um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we've been following the Secret Network's developments um, we've been staking to the network for some time. And um, when we saw the hack Adam, uh, we were also uh, around that time, we, we, we were getting very prepared to jump into secret network. Uh, and actually, I believe my timelines aren't crisscrossed. The very first thing we did was uh, we put out a proposal to start building some new developer tools. Um, and that has to do with one of the other projects that we've got going on as a team. And um, kind of like as we as we put out that proposal, we realized we definitely needed to start building a proper D app uh, on Secret. We knew we could just didn't have like great necessary idea. And then the Hack Adam uh, contest really inspired, got things going, uh, like Dan mentioned, and 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 the whole team got inspired and, and came up with Dreamscape. So. I'd say mostly it started with that hack Adam thing, um, aside from our, our general like lurking and, and staking to the network before that. And I saw, I mean, you kind of kept this vision of trying to make it easier for developers to get on developing games in the network because you will also open source your, uh, your code, right? After, or you are already open sourcing it. We're going to, yeah. Uh, we're waiting for the game to officially launch to open source uh, the majority of the contracts. And we really want to set a, uh, a precedent, hopefully, for other teams to kind of come in and go along the same path that we did. Uh, there's, there's a good-sized community pool um, that other teams can reach out to and ask for funding. Um, and we've kind of set up a template that other teams can follow. And if they need to get 
Um, you know, if they need to look at you know our particular code patterns for the game, uh, they can also get onboarded into the secret network that way. Awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it's my personal opinion that gaming and NFTs will be uh, will be the Trojan horse to get the millions into into crypto. And um, so, I'm always a big, big fan of any any project in that realm um, on Secret on Stash specifically. Um, all right, but I think we've covered like the origins and, and the basics. Um, I want to move more into the actual stuff, into the cards. Um, you guys already launched, so. I how did how did that go? You, you did like a discounted soft launch, right? It was not a not a full launch yet. Can you explain? Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We have a we're still running the discount. Um, you know, my 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 market research into all these NFT mints and and whatnot is it seems to me like a lot of them are just run on pure FOMO marketing campaigns. And uh, we just, we're, we are a small team. This is it, it's the three of us. And we're all focused on building the product and making it better. Um, so we don't really have time to do these stereotypical FOMO marketing campaigns. Um, so we went ahead and we just, you know, we let the community know who voted on our project to fund us. We let them know, follow our Discord, follow our Twitter for the latest. Um, we're offering and still currently are offering a discount on the uh, NFT mints. And we do anticipate uh, uh, to eventually sell out of those mints. Um, we still have still have a good amount remaining. So there's, there's plenty of time right now. Um, but as hopefully as the community starts um, spreading the word and especially when the game launches and people really start getting those uh, those fun moments of, you know, winning, winning and than the other prize pool metagame. I, I, I can't wait to play that myself. Um, that's the, the most novel piece to all of this is, uh, is that prize pool. So uh, I'm really excited to play with my own cards. And I think other people will start talking about this more. And uh, we're really good, lo looking forward to uh, the rest of the, the mints selling out after the game is live. Cool, man. Yeah, that was a good overview. I like the no FOMO approach. And yeah, it makes no sense FOMO. to it makes sense to incentivize those who hop on now with, with some discounts. Um, but maybe for the ones who haven't seen the cards yet, like talk us through to like what, what is on those cards? And, and you know, I, there's some numbers, there's some words, there's some art. What does all of this mean? Uh, yeah, Dan, you want to take that? <laughs> sure. Well, for for one thing, I think if you ask an artist what something means, that's that's uh, you're gonna an art any artist is gonna struggle with that, um, because it it really is up it, it's a personal thing. Like if you get uh if you buy a piece of NFT art, it's yours, you own it, and it means something to you. And so I think what we what we worked on with the art, uh, because the vast majority of the art in Secret Dreamscape comes from royalty free art, but it has been uh let's say massaged quite a bit uh to fit the format and there's been a lot of um research into finding the right imagery so that it feels like a cohesive set um and then of course you know the, the there's a lot of things we've done like with the distressing of the cards um being unique per, per card um and the the gold and silver filigree so there's a lot of little um elements that kind of work together so that when you see one of our cards uh you'll you'll recognize it kind of as one of our cards um and then i, I think we're thinking if we if we you know if we mint out we're going to have a much larger budget and we can start looking at creating original artwork 
I mean, the, the, the work that we have now, I would call it original because uh, so much work has had to go into, you know, taking taking royalty free artwork and 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 really um, giving it like the love that it needs. Like so each card has been fully carefully designed. Um, and then we had internally our own voting process uh, to quality control the art. And I'd say only a third of the the art that we generated ended up getting through to the uh, to the NFT stage. So, um, yeah, the, there was there were a number there was a lot of um, meticulous care that went into um, creating the NFTs. Got it. Uh, yeah. And it, and it you see it, right. So if, if you hold a hand in these cards, you see that it's not just a uh, one day thing to make. But um, right, exactly. I, I was also wondering about kind of the more functional aspect of the card. So obviously you have from A to Z, they're uh, lettered. And then uh, they're also numbered, right? And then how did you come up with the numbers for each? Is it referring to the difficulty of how you can implement them in a, in a word similar to Scrabble? Yeah, we just, we just used Scrabble's numbering system because we, I mean, we knew that Scrabble has this, had this figured out for such a long period of time um, that it would just make sense. And for players who are used to Scrabble, you know, they come over, they're used to an X being worth a certain amount or a Z being worth a certain amount. Perhaps one of the only unique things to our, our pointing, though, uh, correct me if, uh, keep me honest here, Dan, um, it's the double word score. I believe Scrabble has right. a host of other um, options like triple letter, double letter, but we do only double word. Yeah, Scrabble handles their, uh, since it's a board game based game, they handle all of their triple letter, double word kind of score stuff on the board so you're thinking more spatially in our case it's actually the cards the gold cards that have that double word score on them so this takes you know a concept from scrabble but really weaves it into the more poker-esque aspect and makes word building a lot more interesting got it so okay let's let's maybe see what what if after this ama i get super excited and i want to jump right on it and play um, can you maybe walk me through how I can fund my account? Like, does it only work with secret or other crypto? Um, where do I have to go? Um, yeah, that'd be nice to know. Yeah. Wait, Danny, you want to take this one? Danny's Danny's up on stage now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, right now, the only way that you can play some testnet, uh, that is with secret. So you would be uh, going to our website, secretinscript.com. And uh, you're seeing secrets from the testnet faucet. You can start playing a game right now, even uh, with other people. Um, we're planning on releasing to mainnet on Valentine's Day. And uh, when that happens, you will be able to play with your, um, with your existing secret, uh, secret wallet. Uh, you would just have to... Um, so the way that we implemented the game, you will have to send secrets from your existing wallet to the in-game wallet basically but you would be able to play uh just like that using secret gotcha so it's it's not a coincidence guys on valentine's day we'll be able to show some love to this and play on mainnet um good and then so right now there's a faucet meaning i don't have to pay to play so i can test it and then in the future like will will there be something like a, a fiat on-ramp as well, because that would maybe make things easier? Uh, we've talked about it, but we haven't done anything uh, about it yet. We haven't made, made any decision. 
but we have talked about both on ramping with fiat as well as other cryptocurrencies such as Ethereum or Bitcoin. So that more people, even those not familiar with the secret network, can still join in and uh, play the game. Um, especially once we get uh, mainnet released, we're really going to start putting the needs of the community first. And so we really hope you know people stay active uh, in Discord and let us know what they think. And um, we'll prioritize based on the community. You know, this project was built by the community for the community. That makes sense. Cool. Uh, I have another one for, for Dan, I think, just about the, the 10,000 uh, cards now. So um, which one will be, or which ones in there will be considered more valuable? Or is there any sort of rarity to them or like any one-offs? Is that implemented? Great question. So uh, first of all, every card, this is going to sound, uh, this is going to sound counterintuitive because they're all NFTs and they're all unique, but every card is actually unique in the sense that um, every card design has a run of silver and gold letters. So there is, if you find a design th that you like, there is only one gold Q of that card. There is only one silver Z of that card. So if you have a card, it is truly unique in, in the sense that there is no other letter and art combination like that in the in the set um and then as far as so from that standpoint they're all equally rare but then there's another layer to that which is what will the community decide is more valuable and there are certain um things that we think will probably happen uh with with card value and i think that things are going to um increase the likelihood of, of a card being value a valuable would be gold cards first of all because those are uh those are the the, the 2x word score um you don't actually need them to you don't actually need nfts to have an advantage while you play in the game everyone's on a level playing field but if you want to win those prize pools obviously you want to have more nfts in your deck so having all the gold cards you know covered is is going to make you more money in the long run um but uh, I think that just the the fact that they're gold cards is gonna is gonna make the value probably higher, um, and then the higher scoring uh, letters, you know, like Z and Q and X and things like that, um, and then it's probably going to be um, higher value based on the artwork as well. I think there's probably going to be certain artwork, just like with you know profile picture NFTs that might be in higher demand, um, you know, depending on whether there's communities that like that that thing um and we've also uh in the in the run we've also released a number of logos from uh, popular cryptos and we've done a couple of partnerships like secret code podcast we gave we minted uh a set of cards for them uh for their audience so you'll see um you'll see some uh some some in community enthusiast logos um appearing in the set as well oh no way cool I, I kind of uh, want to just jump. Can I just jump in with one other uh, thought that I had there? Um, you know, I was a a, a bit. Um, I'll be honest. I was a bit skeptical at first because we were going a, a bit against the grain of typical NFT launches. Uh, you know, whereas we don't have this artificial uh, rarity. Um, you know, pre-built, right? Um, so, so I was a bit skeptical, but then as I started to play the game. 
and the the randomness started showing itself to me. I I can't explain why, but like like to to, to Dan's point, when I got this one particular card, the the art that I, I I got to say it's one of my favorites. It's the one with the ranch, and uh, I happened to get that one with a G. And I, and I don't know why, I, don't, I can't explain it, but I was just like really happy about that. Like that, that became one of my favorite cards. I think the G, just because, you know, it's the first letter of my name, it's as dumb as it sounds. Um, I just got like this little dopamine hit. Uh, so I like, I really liked the artwork. It was a G card. And I just thought to myself, yeah, I hope I get that one on mainnet. So if I don't get it, I may be looking on stash, you know, um, and looking to trade or whoever yeah. was the lucky oh, winner. So- also, Gina, wanted, uh, Danny wanted me to mention, or we forgot to mention, we do have a run of Stash logo cards in the, in the set. Did you so hear that, Oli? There Did are 50, that, 54, cards, 50, 54 cards with the Stash logo in that set. I'm buying them as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Try to get one. <laughs> that, that is, you're going to bankrupt me. <laughs> Yeah, obviously, super appreciate it. That's that's awesome, and um, cool. Like, I, I was I was wondering because like one thing that is kind of evident as I logged in and I tried to play and like everything was beautiful and it was like well thought out. So you guys obviously have some you put in a lot of thought into the user experience. Um, so maybe let's talk a little bit about that because like how difficult was it to get this sorted with every interaction having to be on chain. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, talk a little bit about that if you can. That's probably going to be both me and Danny talking about it, I think, because he can talk about the on-chain aspects. I mean, thankfully, we have worked on other projects before. I think if this had been our first project together as a team, we would have we would not have been able to get it done uh, for the um, Hack Atom. Uh, but yeah, I mean, user experiences, yeah. Gino, Gino and Danny know this because I complain about so many things, but I mean, like, user experience is like a number one priority on the project. Like if, if it doesn't work great for, for the user, I'm upset about it. Cause I know people are going to get upset about it. Um, so, uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's, they call it Tesla's law in, uh, in, in the UX field. You, you either eat the complexity yourself or you pass the complexity on to the user. So, you know, we put in the effort to eat that complexity as as absolutely much as we could um, in the time frame that we've been working on this. Um, and uh, so I'm I'm delighted to hear that, you know, that you're having a good experience. Also, I see Mayor Awesome. Uh, August, welcome. Good friend of mine. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Thanks for supporting. Uh, Danny, I don't know if you want to talk about the on-chain stuff. Sorry, Fred, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No worries. Go ahead, Danny. Um, no, I was saying, um, yeah, working on chain, like making a game entirely on chain, has actually a lot of challenges, but also a lot of aspects that make it um, extremely unique and literally one of its kind. Um, building a game entirely on chain means that every single thing that happens is somehow stored in the uh, well, in the blockchain itself. Every single time you play a card, every single time you uh, you make a bet. Um, Everything is stored in blockchain, and um, there is a lot of advantages to that, especially because it's a secret, and that's that um, every single interaction is actually private. Uh, I can't know uh, what, what what cards you have any more than anyone else can. 
even though I built the software, I have no way to sort of um, gain an advantage even as a, de as a developer. Um, and I think that makes for extremely an extremely great gaming experience, in my opinion, uh, because nobody can get an advantage of the game uh, than anyone else can. And um, as for challenges, um, there is a big challenge in building in blockchain in general because of the block times. So every single interaction takes on secret around six seconds. And um, it's complicated to make it feel uh, good to use and make it the experience feel fast while still um, performing all of those computations uh, on the back end and taking six seconds for each action. Uh, so then has a experience uh, better while still um, keeping up with the technical details, so to say. Yeah, and just add to that to finish the, to finish it. I I think one of the things I'm always looking for, and th and that we're trying to implement, and that we have a lot more planned, is like clever sleight of hand, so that when when the user when something is happening, and this is a this is a tale as old as time for game designers. They're always trying to, um, it's a, it's a trick, you know, it's a trick you play in your audience where you, you're, you shake the duck over here so you can take the picture, you know, you make the, make the kids smile. You're trying to come up with like animations and transitions and things that will hide those uh, longer load times so that it doesn't feel like, Oh, this is a, this is a blockchain game. It's, it's slower than other games. You know, you want it to feel as good as playing any other game. Got it. So next to being game developers, you're also magicians. That's, uh, that's good to know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, one thing that came up in my mind in terms of what might be challenging is let's say every transaction costs a little secret, right? Um, obviously, we're all hyper bullish. And in a year from now, a secret is at $100. Let's do a hypothetical here, right? How much will like the maximum ever be? And do you think it will ever become prohibitive? Well, uh, I cannot answer that. Um, with the secret network, as the cost of the, sorry, as the value of the actual secret token raises, uh, we will see validators lower their percentage um, or their fees, I mean. Uh, the reason why validators, why validators right now take the fees that they do is because um, running validator nodes for secret is actually very expensive at the moment. And um, that's why we see the gas fees that we see now. But as the value of secret increases, and as um, secret becomes more valuable, I guess, uh, we will see that the gas fees will lower and uh, it will average out where even secrets worth $100, um, the gas fees will mostly stay consistent. And we must see the, uh, the same, I believe. Gotcha, that clarifies things. Another point is because we have like one of probably the only games that will be on chain for a while. Uh, you know, we, we we haven't talked about this really too much, if at all, but <clears throat> this game can kind of be used as a, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Benchmark, right? For other dev teams and not just dev teams, but um, perhaps even the validators of the network. Uh, you know, by, by looking at this game and how much it costs to just play at the very, let's say, base level, um, if you're not betting big, for example, 
um, that's that's really how much your network costs. And you can see that in a very real world way rather than just uh, a lot of the theory that you often read about in the technical documentation. Got it. Um, okay, so like there's one one aspect concerning the gameplay that still came up in my mind. And then I definitely want to talk about um, some of the innovations that you guys came up with in terms of, for instance, the prize pool as well. Um, but one thing that I remember from Scrabble was that sometimes I wouldn't really agree with others what would constitute a word. So will there be some sort of way to communicate with others during the game? And like, can I set some sort of rules with them around this? Uh, I, yes. I can talk about this. You want to talk about it? Okay. Go ahead. No, go on. Go on. <laughs> no, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, when talks with uh, the team at Alter to integrate an in-game chat, so you would actually be able to communicate with all the players as you play the game. Shout out to Alter. They're, uh, they're always mentioned every AMA almost for, for collaborating with all the projects. So that's cool. And um, Dan, do you want to add something? Yeah. Um, as far as setting up your own games, as far as like table parameters, that stuff's coming very soon. That's actually going to be coming in, in the mainnet release, uh, at least for uh, the betting ranges. So um, you can sit down at a low stakes table or medium or higher stakes table. Um, and then, you, of course, now you can create a private table. So in the future, uh, we will keep adding um, configurations that the community asks us to add to, to setting up tables so you can, you can uh, really customize what you want to do with your table. Cool. Will tournaments come as well? Yes, tournaments are coming. Uh, we're, we're looking at sit and goes. We're looking at bigger tournaments. So um, look forward to it and just know that it is being worked on. Oh, man, nice. Okay, uh, yeah, private metadata, how are we utilizing that? So I read somewhere that, you know, cards are being stamped. Um, what, is, what does that mean? And, and maybe talk a little bit about that in the prize pool. I'm, I'm super fascinated by that. Yeah, so as you play a word in the game, um, so when you play words in the game, the sort of word that you play, it gets imprinted into the card. So the private metadata gets modified and that word is appended to the end of this list of um, words that you played. And uh, what this enables is this feature that we call the jackpot, where we decide on a, a random word uh, every so often. And um, if you have a card with that word, you can sort of um, show that you have this stamp on this card. And you can claim a you can claim a prize for that uh, for that jackpot. And um, the words stamped, uh, you will see how many words are stamped in the um, in the public metadata, and you will see. Um, so you will see how many points you have in the public metadata, and how many words there are in the private metadata, and you will see um, the IDs of the words in the private metadata as well. We haven't figured out a way to show the actual words in the private metadata on Stash, um, but you will see the number of the word at the very least. And Danny, how do the words get into the prize pool? Is that just like every word that was ever created gets into the prize pool and then you shuffle and like select one that's just the lottery ticket? Um, kind of, it's every single valid word in Scrabble. And uh, we use a bunch of parameters to determine how easy a word is and uh, 
depending on the uh, on the simplicity of the world, we decide uh, how much of the price pool should go into that world over um, the other two worlds available. So the price pool always has three worlds, basically: uh, easy, medium, hard. Gotcha. So, so I can expect as a player, if I manage to get a word like onomatopoeia, that's like super rare, that my reward, if I also hit the lottery, might be more sizable. Yes, exactly. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and what do you guys get out of this? Like, what's your business model? Does like the house always win or how does it work? Uh, there, well, there is a rake. So uh, just like in a, a casino or anything like that, there's a small percentage uh, that goes towards funding development. Of course, the NFTs also help fund development. So those are those are going to cool. be our two business, two kind of revenue streams. And the rake is on every round and the prize pool. Uh, Danny can speak about the rake. Uh, what are the numbers we've got for that? Um, it's every round. We actually haven't decided the exact number, but we're talking about about ten or twenty percent. Um, so every single uh, round, when you collect your Sorry, what were you saying? Is it is it ten? Oh, okay. We I don't know if we know the exact number yet, do we? Yeah, we haven't decided the exact number. Okay, yeah. so let's just let's just say we don't have the exact number yet. <laughs> so let's we're still talking about it. Gotcha. We'll, we'll be happy to take feedback in Discord <laughs> if anyone's listening and wants to chime in on what we should take. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. We we don't want to take too much, so uh, we, we will listen to community feedback on on what our uh, what our rake should be. Gotcha. And like, I think like we're actually almost at time as well to open up um, to the public. Uh, but one thing that came up when Alter was mentioned, obviously you have a kind of a tech partnership there, but are there any partnerships that you envision maybe with other NFT projects in terms of, you know, maybe making branded cards or hosting a, a sponsored tournament? I, I think those could be really fun examples of like collabs. Yeah, hopefully they're listening to this uh, to this AMA and they'll reach out to us and uh, we can talk about it. We're definitely open to those kinds of things. As we mentioned, we did a we did a collaboration with Secret Podcast, uh, Secret Code Podcast, um, Alter, of course, and we may have some more annou- announcements in the future uh, to to share as far as partnerships. But we're we are open to uh, partnership discussions. Super exciting. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely post this up in the, uh, in the Anon group. Um, okay, nice. Yeah, do you guys want to add something or do you think we're, we're at time to open up? Well, we just look forward to, to seeing everybody on Valentine's Day uh, when we push to mainnet and, um, you know, pick up your uh, pre-purchase your NFTs now uh, to get that discount if you're, uh, if you're thinking about saving some coin. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we look forward to playing uh, playing the game with you on Monday. Thanks everybody for your support. Cool, yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming on and for for sharing this. This is uh, super exciting, and you know, I won't uh, I won't skip my date. Actually, lies. I don't have a date for Valentine's Day, so I'll probably just <laughs> play with you guys. But um, maybe a good uh, maybe a good time to just you know hear from others. What questions do they have? Um, yeah, feel free to raise your hands. We'll, we'll put you up on stage and, and then uh, we'll get that answered. Otherwise, if, uh, if there's no question right away, we can also um, go on to maybe talk about something. Is there like some sort of ask that you have for the community? Maybe 
Oh, we got we got a we got a request here from Russian bot AI. I'll add you as a speaker. There we go. Uh, all right. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear yeah. you. Go ahead. Um, I'm 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 new to this. I just saw it on my timeline. Um, but uh, I was wrong. What what devices can you play on? Uh, it's currently PC, and we are going to make an announcement about mobile in the future. Okay. And any uh. Oh. Any um, plans for like uh, Apple product? I think yeah, Apple's fine. I think Dan, you meant uh, desktop. Oh, okay. Desktop browsers. Des- I'm sorry, desktop. <laughs> okay. Yes. I used yeah, I used PC to refer to all computers basically. All right. Well, when I get home, I'm gonna look into it. It sounds fun. Great. Hope you enjoy all it. Right, thanks. So I was wondering, you talked about tournaments upcoming and everything. I'm curious, are there going to be like different rooms for table minimums and everything? Because I'm, I don't want to be at a table where suddenly somebody bets a thousand secret that I'm not willing to play up at. Yes, uh, that's actually going to be launching with the mainnet release on Monday. You will, uh, there will be table ranges. So you might sit at a table with a 10, 10, 15 range um, secret. So that means that anyone who sits down at that table can only sit down with that range of 10 to 50 secret. Um, and if you sit down and see somebody with a lot more, that must mean that they uh, have taken some money. So on that, does the table you play at affect those prize pools for owning the NFTs? Does playing at a higher table get you a bigger portion or contribute more or anything like that? Not currently, uh, but we might look into ways to have higher uh, stakes tables somehow somehow impact uh, that part of it. All right, thank you. We'll make an announcement if we if we can come. If you have a suggestion, um, share it in the the Discord for sure, because um, we'd like to hear, you know, what ideas you might have around that. Cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming up, Deescalate and and Russian by AI. Good questions. Yeah. Thanks for your support. Maybe as uh, as we wait for new requests to come in. Um, one thing that I still have to wrap my head around is whether I can get any sort of advantage from being a whale, let's say, um, sort of like a, a pay to win, or whether you guys have kind of built in a mechanic to avoid that. You can't get, you cannot get an advantage in gameplay. You will get, you can get an advantage on a return on your investment in regards to both making your NFTs more valuable because you're getting lots more stamps on them. And so if you, you know, if you put it, if you put one of our NFTs up on stash and it's got 500 words stamped on it, it may be a a valuable letter in its own right, but it might be all that much more valuable because it's got all these stamps on it. So, uh, so the advantage to a whale is, you know, own a whole collection of NFTs, get a lot of stamps on them. You're getting you're getting healthy return on your initial purchase. Got it. I think what the advantage whales will have is they will be able to afford a full deck of NFTs, meaning they're going to be the ones with the most stamps. So how much would that cost me? I, th- I don't think we've talked about our price yet. Gino, you want to talk about that one? How much would it cost to have a full deck? of gold and silver nfts <laughs> yeah or maybe if you maybe like what do you offer I, I think i saw like uh card boxes and like single cards and what are the prices of those 
our our current discount is running at uh, 19 for a single card, 19 secret for a single card, uh, 69 secret for a pack of five, and 99 secret for a box of 10. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the process is a bit random. I, this is what I anticipate happening as, as, uh, as people get more involved and as perhaps um, they start putting some cards up on stash. But, you know, you might get, you might have like two silver Q or E cards, right? Same letters. And you'll prefer, prefer one over the other just because of the art. And uh, you may want to then trade that card or try to sell that card. Maybe you'll play it for a little bit to get some stamps, try to make it more valuable. Um, I kind of envision maybe some people just trying to make possibly a meme card by attaching a funny word or string of words to a particular card. Um, so all these things, oh, I think I lost my headset. Uh, it died, the battery died. Can you still hear me? Yes. You're good, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of different things that could happen. And then... I think now oh, I think we I think we lost Eugenio. Uh, he pretty much answered the question, though. I mean, I don't know if there's more to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at meme cards. <laughs> I think people understood it. Cool. So if there's anyone uh, who has another question, feel free to come up and raise your hands. And otherwise, um, Dan and Gino, uh, we're... Uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of approaching a, a close of the space. Um, is, there, is there any place that people can connect with you best on, you know, any questions that they have? Like, should they be on Telegram, on Discord? Um, just to emphasize that again. Yeah, we're very active in our Discord community. So if you want to uh, visit it, you can go to our website, secretdreamscape.com. You should see a link to the Discord there or on our Twitter, uh, which is SCRT Dreamscape. Uh, and um, yeah, we're very active. We we love to talk to people who have minted and who are playing the game. Hear back from you. Hear what's important to you. Um, as Gino mentioned earlier, it is a, a game by the community for the community. So uh, we want to do right by the community and uh, and and give everyone a fantastic uh, game experience and really like push gaming forward. You know, like there, there's I've uh, just to just to get end end the call with a little you know. Um, story, I guess, is is that you know you, we've all seen the the letter. I'm I'm assuming the letter from the CEO of Square Enix, and talking about how they're getting into NFTs, and a lot of large companies are starting to get into NFTs, and the gaming community backlash was big, um, and the the gaming community said unequivocally, no, don't give us NFTs. Um, now, you know, there are a lot of NFT games already out and in development, but uh, I've noticed uh, that a lot of them really seem to be geared towards investors. They're games for investors. And I think that's like a new category that almost didn't really exist before all of this happened. Um, but what, what I think really needs to happen is the game designers of the world who aren't investors <clears throat> But but really, just traditional game designers need to come into this space and see what's here and start working with more technical people and find these opportunities because there's some very unique gameplay experiences that can be made with NFTs. But it really is important to put fun first and to make a game first and then to look at, OK, how can we um, use incorporate NFTs to add value to what's here, give gamers some some kind of unique, unique experience. Uh, so that's just my little plug for for, you know, making fun games um, and, and maybe rethinking how we're doing game design in, in the crypto space.
Awesome, man. And yeah, thank you for, for the work that you're doing in this for pioneering because it, it will set a good standard for, for everyone else. And uh, we appreciate that. We're grateful to, to you for giving us a, the, the chance to talk about it. And we're grateful for Stash and we're looking forward to going uh, live on Stash on Monday. Yeah, more than welcome. We absolutely can't wait to see those cards go up. Um, I, I really like the artwork. I'm, I'm just a little bit worried that I might get slightly carried away because they are quite cool. And <laughs> once I start with these things, I can't stop. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess the good news is there's a limited number of them, so you can't just literally get, give away the farm. I don't know. It depends <laughs> on how much money you got in stash. I'll try and stop at 10,000. I'll leave a few for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that, that's the question, actually. Um, when does the, the discount finish on the website? Gino, is your mic working? <laughs> I should be back now, um, but I think I missed the question. What was it about the discount or something? When's the oh, discount ending? Yeah. We haven't announced a date yet, um, so stay tuned, uh, and, and we'll keep the community updated on that. Awesome. All right. Well, I definitely want to take the chance and thank everyone in the audience today for coming by and spending your time with us, asking great questions. Uh, this was, if, if I'm judging correctly, a successful first Stash AMA on Twitter Spaces. So we'll definitely keep on doing those. Um, so come by again next week, next Wednesday. And um, yeah, until then, wish you all a fun weekend, a fun Valentine's Day. And uh, yeah, see you soon. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Stash AMA with Secret Dreamscape, recorded on Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol and it's refundable and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at wefund.app. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Watching these debates like what a bunch of noise when the illusion of choice outmaneuvers your voices. No one really knows what the fuck is going on here. Sitting in the bunker, waiting for the all clear. It's like we're getting steered towards the motherfucking iceberg. Captain all drunk deciphering where the ice lurks. And we thought 2020 was gonna be a nice year. Living with the plague like who brought the mice here? Try to think of it as another simulation. Game full of bugs, but it's still fun to play. It's like we're aliens, beta testing Earth. 
digging in the dirt, trying to earn a little girth. The beast is silent when it defeats the riders. Living outside, trying to meet this virus. If you want to watch it all burn from the sky rise, delete the science and increase the righteous. Living like a jerk, return to feed the worms. Vibing like a tree, just breathing out the words. Be careful outside, then police is violent. Feeling like I finally earned some peace and quiet. piece of pie first trying to be the fat kid you least admire feast of fire when the beasts of burden are getting all bored but at least we're certain we found the imposter living among us fussing with hunches another big chungus bludgeon don't worry the fungus will clean up the guts and get us to function on fleeting assumptions i'll see through the rust from rush to rush shower stacked up like a bunch of junk so hush your muck before we stuff your luck and break your fucking neck to this like bust a bust Bleeding impulsive, the meeting controls it When breathing corrosive, no eating the bullshit Feeling the worth like it's gonna be a good year Now we're all tired, stop treading on the work here